Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Tips Over Tipples, the show where Louise and I sit down, have a drink, and talk about places to eat and drink in London. On today's episode, it's a special one. We're not actually talking about a place in London at all. We're focusing on an incredible meal we had in Long Clume in Cartmel, which is based in the Lake District. So Louise, here we are, and today we're not having a drink, are we? No. But that is because, listener, what we're about to play you today is not something that we're recording at the moment. It is actually something that we recorded a few months ago, straight after we got back from probably the best meal of our lives, wasn't it, Louise? Yep, I reckon so. So this is just a quick recording to intro the show, and then we're going to play you what we recorded when we got back. And I think you'll be able to hear in our voices the level of excitement that we had, because we just had the most absurdly good meal. So Louise, we're at Linclume in Cartmel, in the Lake District. Why are we there? Well, we were there to get engaged, weren't we? To get engaged, exactly. It wasn't quite a surprise engagement, right? We both knew it was happening. Yeah, we both planned it together. And it was quite fun because we decided to get engaged. And then once we decided how to do it, we basically straight away just agreed upon Long Clume because we've been talking about going there since we first got together. Yeah, exactly. So Long Clume, it's recently got its third star. It's a farm-to-table restaurant, isn't it? Yes, exactly. They've got beautiful produce, and actually, because it's farm-to-table, it's very seasonal, so it does change so much throughout the year. So it's in Cartmel, which is in the Lake District. Fortunately for us, it was kind of easy enough to get to by train, but it's such a beautiful village. It's absolutely picturesque. Yeah, a real chocolate box village, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly. And we went for a beautiful walk in the morning, up a hill. We had beautiful weather. The Lake District in and of itself is just a beautiful place to go. And this is a very beautiful place within the Lake District. It's near the area Grange over Sand. So it's actually Mm -hmm. got the the kind of coastal views as well. And yeah, we had this big walk in the morning, didn't we? And we could see over the sea, over the the sands, and then over all the the green rolling hills. There was a golf course. There were cows. (laughs) It was very, very English countryside. Yeah, and the village is really nice because it's got some independent shops. Uh, it's got a few nice bars and pubs. They've got this kind of wine bar. So they've got some different options. Yeah, exactly. If you're there for the weekend, there's definitely other restaurants to go to. I mean, the owner of Long Clume, Simon Rogan, he's got, I think, two other restaurants in the village as well. We were very tempted to do the Simon Rogan tour of Cartmel. <laughs> I regret us not doing it, but... <laughs> We would have spent a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. So Long Clume, it's three star. It is going to be an exceptional meal. As we say, best meal of our lives? Best meal of our lives, for sure. It's quite cool as well because it's been open for over 20 years. It opened 2002 and it was on their 20th anniversary that they got the three stars. So they're clearly continuing to, like, I guess, strive to be better. And you can like really taste it in the food because it's just absolutely just incredible food. Really inventive, just really interesting menu. 100%. And the service was just absolutely immaculate. From the second we kind of got in, well, to be honest, from the second we went to book it, the website's great. A week before, we got an email about the booking, and then a few days before, they phoned just to confirm we were coming. They were just so lovely when we walked in and arrived, and they just looked after us perfectly the entire time, right? It was that amazing balance of between so attentive, but also very, very relaxed. 
the restaurant itself was really beautiful as well. It had kind of two areas. It was very rustic inside, felt kind of farmhousey. It's all stone walls outside. And then they've kind of got an extension, which is almost like a conservatory, looking out onto their gardens, which is also really nice, nice views. We've been to a few three-star places before, right? But I felt far more stuffy and unrelaxed in the other places we've been. If you remember like Osteria Francescana, that felt very quiet and like you get told off for making a noise, right? <laughs> yeah, when we got there, we were all kind of just whispering and <laughs> there was so many, so much stuff. There was carpeted floors. We were all just, we weren't sure what to do with ourselves. And there was that security man on the door as well. <laughs> I think he just kicked you out if you spoke too loudly. It was really weird. <laughs> yes, this was an absolutely incredible meal. They've got three stars, three mish. Three the, Mich, exactly, Louise. <laughs> for the loyal listeners. Yeah. But so three three Michelin stars, it's not a cheap meal by any means. It's £250 per person for the meal, for the set menu. And you've only got the set menu option. There's yeah. nothing else you can order. Exactly, yeah. We decided to go for the paired wine since it was a special occasion and we just absolutely love doing it. Yeah, and they've got three different options for paired wines, don't they, Louise? They've got the taster wine pairing, which comes at 100 per head. Then the signature wine pairing, 150 quid per head. And then the select wine pairing, which is 290 per head, which is, you're, 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 you're pulling a face at that, at that. We, it was a special occasion. We splashed out. We went, we went for the middle one, didn't we? The, the signature wine pairing for 150 quid. Yeah, I'm really glad we did as well. And I think the difference between the lower one and the middle one, is kind of interesting. Like the 100 pound one, it's more kind of, classic pairings nothing too different but we went for the signature which i think they do some kind of alternative grapes alternative producers yeah and we had some sakes in there and stuff as well it was yeah. just a little bit more inventive and, mm-hmm. and interesting wasn't it yeah and we just loved all of the pairings didn't we they were amazing yeah, the pairings throughout the meal were absolutely perfect yeah and it was so much wine as well i guess for anyone who plans to go the pores are small but there's so many wines so it's i would say ultimately a really good amount yeah, um, over the course of the meal. Did we have a glass of champagne to start with as well? Oh, yeah, we might have. Yeah, I think so. I think we did. It was a special occasion. Yeah. But, yeah, so uh, all in all, we had a decent amount of booze. And this meal was, what, how long? Three and a half, nearly four hours. Yeah. So you sit there for, for quite a long time. We went at lunch, which actually, it was the only time we could get a booking. But I really liked because, mm. as we say, we got there at one, we finished up at five, and it gave us enough time to kind of walk it off and have the rest of the evening. If you were to go there for kind of 7.30 for the evening sitting, you're getting out of there very late, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, that's a long sitting, quite late, yeah. So anyway, as we say, quite an expensive place, but for me, absolutely worth the money. It's obviously something you do on a very special occasion. It's not something you're going to go very often. It might be one of those once-in-a-lifetime meals, but if you can ever afford to do something like this, I really think this is the place to go, right? Yep, absolutely. I'm so glad that we went. Highly recommended if you're into your fine dining, if you're into this kind of thing. So, enough of the preamble. Now we're going to play you the recording we made just after we got back from that weekend. Enjoy. Do you want to kick us off? The first dish, the beetroot. The beetroot was amazing. The beetroot. Oh, it was this beetroot tart with smoked mackerel... It was this tiny little delicate tart. It was just so flavoursome. It was insane. I normally find beetroot too sweet, but the mackerel really mm. kind of, that saltiness really kind of brought it all together, didn't it? Yeah. And it was 
Stunning. It was immaculate. Honestly, you need to look at our blog post on this because it was just for this was an amu's bush as well, wasn't yeah. it? There were so many tiny flowers that had clearly been gently placed with those special, special tweezers. Chef tweezers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, it was stunning. Yeah, and that also came with a beetroot consomme as well, mm. which again I was like, this is going to be a bit beetrooty for my liking, but delicious again. Well, yeah. So it was. Do you remember? I can't remember the three things, but it was beetroot juice, celery juice. That sounds awful. And something else. But it was great. Yeah, yeah. It was absolutely delicious. I can't, Maybe the third thing was like Fanta or something. So that was why it was nice. <laughs> mm, Fanta lemon. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so that was the first one. Then the second one was the fritter of Durrock pig and smoked eel. Lovage and fermented sweet corn. So this is another Amos Bush. It looked like it was, it, it was deep fried, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. And it was served on was it the, was the bottom bit the green bit like the lovage and I think so, fermented yeah. sweet corn yeah and that was a kind of a sauce at the bottom yeah. and they they said you have to use your your fingers for this it was a two biter mm. which is unconventional for an amish bush I'm normally a one bite amish bush man but after this one, I was like God this is gonna be a fucking amazing meal yeah we were we're excited at this point yeah excited for the next fourteen courses <laughs> exactly there was so much food. Uh, so yeah, on to the last uh, amuse bouche, Louise. Oh yeah, the what they call the posh cheese toasty. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it was, it was insane. Essentially, bread and butter pudding, but made with croissants. Had all this cheese in it. Had more cheese on top. Was it the sap? Was like coated in this sap that they'd foraged from yeah, local was, trees. Yeah, it was bir- birch sap. Yeah. So I mean, this is when you know you're at a three star restaurant when three miss restaurant when. They're just doing crazy stuff. Like, yeah, I just went down to the tree down the end of the road, got some sap, and then got a croissant, flattened it, put cheese in the middle, put sap around it, and this is like the best thing you've ever eaten. It was fucking delicious again. Mm. Sorry about my language. <laughs> so excited. Yeah. So that's that's three dishes. Absolutely insane. And that's not even the 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 main meal. That's just the Amu's Bush. Yeah. I will say at this point, I was a bit... This meal was the best meal of my life, without a doubt. I was just slightly disappointed because... It was 15 courses, and I didn't realise that the amuse-bouche would count as some of the courses. I thought those were yeah. extras. Amuse-bouche are always extras. <laughs> yeah, we were. Tom and I were counting up the whole time, going, oh, I've got three more courses, we've got three more courses. Yeah, I thought I had three in the bag, and I did not have three in <laughs> we the bag. We were getting really full anyway, but we're like, no, but we've got three more. <laughs> yeah, we must carry on. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So the next two courses are both scallop they they talk about them as half a scallop and then the other half of the scallop right mm-hmm. so the first half of the scallop louise do you want to talk through it yeah it was a raw scallop sort of chopped up with a sauce with uh, some flowers and nasturtium i think it was just quite a delicate one wasn't it yeah but it still it still had incredible flavor didn't mm. it I, I i'm struggling to actually put into words how it tasted but it was just so delicately flavored you could really taste the scallop Mm. the sauce was delicious it did it did have a little bit of nasturtium which is a flavor i do i do recognize i it's hard Mm. hard to describe yeah but just absolutely fantastic yeah you only have nasturtium i feel at fancy restaurants Yeah, exactly i don't know if you can buy nasturtium (laughs) at tesco's (laughs) yeah and then the next one the other half of the scallop was more of a whole scallop, wasn't it? Kind of grilled. Well, it was a half scallop. Well, yeah. <laughs> half, but not chopped up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sorry. It was, a, it was a full half. A full half, yeah. And they, yeah, so they'd taken the, the row, which is the orange bit from the scallop. Mm-hmm. And then they'd also taken, he said, they basically took all of the rest of it. So yeah. all the bits that you normally have cut off and you don't want to look at. I like the row, but even all the other bits, he said they just take 
and kind of roast up and turn into this this powder mm. and sprinkle that on. And that's got really deep fishy flavor. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they coated it in that and then they served it with squash, apple marigold and more nasturtium. Well, nasturtium <laughs> flour this time. Yeah. And again, it was just... By this point, this is this is dish number five, and we were just thinking, God, this is going to be an absolutely insane meal. Oh, it was insane. But do you remember also that because this was addition two parts, we had one wine that was paired with both of them. Yeah. It paired so well with both of them. Yeah. But the pores of the wine were very small, which was needed because there was so much wine, but we really had to... Long it out. Long it out, yeah, which was a real test of our self-control yeah i think they should have given us a little bit more wine for that one because it was only a couple of sips with each and when we're doing paired wines you and i really like kind of eating a bite trying the wine and then saying to each other oh yeah this pairs perfectly Um, (laughs) because we know what we're talking about yep okay and then next yeah so the next one louise take the floor oh it was my favorite apparently it's a real classic long plume dish oh is it that's what oh maybe you're in the bathroom then um when I was chatting to the waiter, he said it's one of their, it's like a very long cloomy. <laughs> did we both, did we both call the waiter over and chat to him while the was, we're so pathetic. We can't be on our own because I did exactly the same. <laughs> um, yes, this is potatoes cooked in chicken fat. The potatoes were kind of bald. It's like little balls of potatoes. Like melon, melon balls, but yeah. maybe a third of the size. Tiny melon balls uh, with pickled walnut, house cheddar. And it was with this onion oil but essentially what it was was you dig into it, was it burnt onion oil burnt onion oil that's right you dig into it and it's just like a really strong deep kind of chickeny flavor you've got the cheese you've got the onion it's very uh, rich isn't it very rich yeah and at the bottom of it there's this crispy chicken skin which you'd think would start to go soggy and weird but it was so crispy even though it was beneath lots of sauce yeah definitely and it was it wasn't like one bit of chicken skin right it was lots of tiny mm. little bits of chicken skin together yeah. it was honestly such an amazing dish yeah it was it was just purely delicious like i know some michelin restaurants can get a bit pretentious a bit too they just try to be too avant-garde but this is just delicious food yeah yeah i i can't stress it enough we went in with a little bit of kind of fear that we were going to be paying a lot of money and it wasn't going to live up to expectations but just this entire meal was absolutely incredible Mm. and we absolutely loved it this dish in particular was just so so yummy like nothing we've ever had it had just such an amazing flavor combinations and also the the textures were so interesting as well the sauce Mm. the crispiness the softness of the potatoes everything was just absolutely amazing so I think the next dish, this was one of my favourites. I mean, I love them all, but this this is in my top two, I'd say. Oh, we love a fancy savoury custard. We love a fancy savoury custard. We've had it a couple of times. I remember a particularly good one was at Mouse. Mm-hmm. I don't know if any of our listeners ever went there, but it was a it was a, a restaurant in Shoreditch, M-A-O-S. Unfortunately, it's closed yeah. down now. Supper club style of restaurant. Yeah, it was really cool. We're not doing a podcast on that, so we won't go into too much detail, but we used to love that place. And he used to do kind of savoury custards. And yeah, I mean, Lunkloom did their own uh, savoury custard, but they kind of went up a level, right? It wasn't just the custard. And it it's had... kind of different combinations, right? In terms of it's a seaweed custard yeah. and you've got oyster, but then you've also got beef bone broth yeah exactly so it was really beefy but mm-hmm. then it, it did have those umami flavors mm-hmm. from the seaweed which was a really nice combination but mm-hmm. it was different and it had roasted molden oyster as well mm-hmm. uh that was that was yummy i think i struggled to taste lots of the oyster 
but I think it kind of just did give a, a slight sea taste feel to the whole dish. It was kind of a surf and turf, mm. and it had caviar on top. So, of course, it's fancy. They're going to just chuck caviar on top. But it was just a fantastic dish. I love umami flavors. I love rich beef. And I love custard. So put those three things together and I'm yours. <laughs> Louise, let's talk about the next dish. Uh, yeah, the next dish. This is one of the... It's not even like it was bad. It was just a bit underwhelming. Because everything else was so incredible. Yeah. I think if we'd had this dish at other places, we'd have been like, oh, that was so clever what they did with the vegetables there. Yeah, there was just tons and tons of vegetables. I think they said there was like 25 components on the plate. So I think to produce, to actually this, to actually put that together is incredible. Mm. And it was showcasing all the vegetables, which... Because they've got their own farm. Yeah, they've got their own farm. So that's all lovely, but it was, compared to everything else, I think... I mean, maybe in thinking about it now, maybe it's a slight break of all the flavours because everything was quite strongly flavoured and this was a bit duller. Maybe it's intentional. Yeah, I think you might be right. Slightly less rich, just kind of gives us a break and then moves on to the next course. And it it did really serve to kind of showcase their amazing farm Mm. and all the incredible vegetables they grow. And every vegetable was prepared in a fantastic way and it was delicious. And then they'd also done this kind of soft yolk uh, in the middle that was... Mm. But it wasn't like a runny yolk, right? It was almost turned into a kind of paste. I don't know mm. what they'd done, but it was it was something sciencey and clever. And <laughs> it, it, it was a nice dish, but we were we were excited about the one following on from that, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Yes, cabbage. <laughs> <laughs> you don't normally get excited when you hear cabbage. Yeah, was it a so savory brined cabbage uh, with some fermented vegetables and truffle, they grated truffle on top, didn't they, at the table? Yeah, they grated truffle on top. It had other other stuff as well. It had some elderflower. Grilled hen of the woods. Do you know what grilled hen of the woods is, Louise? No idea. Well, I've just Googled it, and I've now remembered what it was. Mm. It was the mushrooms on top. Hen of the woods is a, is a mushroom, so they had they'd grilled mushrooms as well. So again, oh, it, had like, right, yeah. it had some of those umami flavors. And when someone says it's cabbage and mushrooms... You think, well, it might be all right. It was another incredible dish, wasn't mm, it? I mean, I don't yeah, know how really you can make a flavor. cabbage mm. so bloody lovely, but it was incredible. Yeah, no, delicious. And then the next one, actually, got to throw it right back to you. you the monkfish. Have, you do have to throw it back to me, Louise. This was this was my number one, my numero uno. Go the monkfish. I think I'm starting to realise that monkfish is my favourite fish. Ooh, big shout from Tom. Big shout. Monkfish is number one, but I just think it's really kind of. Thick, meaty, juicy fish. And I think you can cook it really, really well. And yeah, it was beautiful. So it was grilled monkfish and then it had uh, shrimp on top. It also had like tomato molasses. It had crispy kale leaves. And it also had this shrimp butter that was on top of the whole dish. Mm. So it was essentially a layer of monkfish, then grilled prawns on top or grilled fermented shrimp. And then the kale and then this butter on top and then they came and they poured this verbena tea and I really like verbena taste I think it's a really, mm. really yummy taste and they pour that on top which is really cool because then that kind of melts the butter so the mm. butter gets in with all the sauce and there's some tomato molasses in there as well and it was just incredible it had this really really rich really seafoody taste it almost tasted like kind of roasted I guess that must have been from the fermented um, prawns, but like kind of roasted crustaceans. Mm. It was just absolutely incredible. I was loving it. I think it's a classic dish from theirs as well. They said this is one of their signatures, Mm -hmm. and I can see why. I just thought it was absolute genius. I could eat that all day. (laughs) Sorry, I'll stop talking. What did you think of it? 
<laughs> yeah, I loved it as well. No, I loved the meaty fish. Really delicious, beautiful sort of prawny flavours. Loved it. And then it was the last of the the savoury courses. And we, because we had been not counting the Amis bouche we weren't expecting this to be the last of the savoury course. So it was a little bit sad. Um, <laughs> yeah, they did bring it out and they said, this is the main course. And we're like, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> that means that we're nearly done. Yeah. Do you want to talk about it? Yeah, it was a dry aged pork. It was a bit like a pork terrine kind of vibes, maybe? Yeah, I, I guess so. I think it was like a dry aged pork chopped up and it, it had lots of like little bits of fat in there. And it was, I think it had been kind of rolled and cooked and then sliced. Mm. It was it was nice. It, it was incredible flavours, right? But Yeah, it was okay. It was not as high as the others for me. Yeah, I agree. I thought it was good, but it wasn't, it wasn't the best dish on the menu. I was slightly more disappointed with this than with the others. Yeah. It was still tasty. But you know what it did? We haven't talked about wines this whole time, but this was our one red. And do you remember which red, Tom? Oh, it was a... I do remember which red. It was a Ribera del Duero. And that is my favourite region for wines. Mm -hmm. And it was a good wine, wasn't it? Mm, Yeah, it was lovely. I think they paired perfectly. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. All the pairings, I'd say, were amazing. Yeah, for sure. So this dish still, it came with like a nice... uh, mead and pork sauce with a few kind of grilled vegetables it was it was a nice dish but i just think some of the others were 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 more special yeah and then then there was this i guess we were talking about it as maybe a palate cleanser but quite an interesting palate cleanser because it was like a freeze-dried cheese or yeah it was wasn't it it was yeah was it cheese and then a few bits of herbs Mm. and then some blackberries were kind of Mm. freeze-dried and smashed up in there as well Mm. weren't they yeah yeah, it was just really tasty, really cheesy. Even though it was cheesy, it was kind of fresh because it was quite cold. Yeah, yeah, and it was served in that really thick bowl that obviously been in the freezer for ages, so it did stay really cold. Mm. It was really nice. It was a good palate cleanser. Mm-hmm. It did. T- you could really taste kind of the creamy milkiness of the cheese mm. as well. It was. It was obviously very, very uh, cleverly made. It was a delicious dish, and it, it my palate was cleansed and ready for the next dish. <laughs> yeah, which was really cute. It was the pears in sweet sicily sicily i think yeah pears in sweet sicily sauce oh no pears in sweet sicily i think it'd been cooked in that yeah well because then it it was on top of a kind of cake wasn't it yeah so you should definitely look at the photo of of this one on our blog but it was kind of served in these ceramic things that were designed to look like little sacks or little Mm. pillowcases and so i think the bottom layer was some kind of cake Mm. and then it had the pear which was mm-hmm. it was beautifully flavored and then what does it have it had some other stuff maybe some kind of custody stuff mm. and then some some herbs and flowers mm-hmm. and stuff it was a it was a lovely dish yeah it was nice and we'd had a quite a nice dessert wine with it too yeah and actually we we are getting more into dessert wines mm. aren't we yeah. uh, they had some really good paired dessert wines that worked perfectly with all the yeah. dishes they had two different dessert wines and they were both quite nice quite a bit more on the crisp kind of side rather yeah. than overly sweet yeah yeah i i totally agree and then the last dish was another signatures of theirs. Uh, do you want to talk about it? Yeah, it's called the Anvil. It's a caramel mousse with miso, apple, and spruce. Tom, <laughs> could you tell us what spruce is? It's what I like to do in the morning. <laughs> yeah, correct. Yeah. Um, but they this one was really gorgeous. It was. Oh, how do you describe it? It looked like a little medallion sort of thing. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly how I describe it. A little medallion. <laughs> and it was this, yeah, pretty golden mousse. And they topped it with 
Some kind of a liquid. Would you call it like a tea or something? It was a very clear liquid, yeah. It had bits of gold in it. Yeah, it had bits of gold in it. Very regal. And it was a very sweet kind yeah. of liquid. I've also got a photo of this one. But it was really nice, really sweet. You've got the kind of the miso uh, went well with the apples. I love miso in puddings. Mm. I know we've talked about not putting savoury flavours in puddings in previous episodes. But I think miso, yeah. miso needs to be there sometimes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I loved it. We can't forget to talk about the cheese cart. Oh, yeah, the cheese cart. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we did make a mistake here, didn't we? <laughs> we did, yeah. We didn't really know what we were getting into with the cheese cart. Because it was an extra cost. We knew it was an mm. extra cost. Yeah. But we'd seen it, and there was a cart of cheese getting wheeled around, and all the other tables had it. So we, we wanted to get in on the action, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we went into the cheese cart, the cheese woman. <laughs> the cheese sommelier, yeah. Cheese sommelier, yeah, asked us what we're in the mood for. We said we'd try one of the blues. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think we talked about a creamy one and a harder cheese. Yeah. A, g- a good mix. Yeah. A bit of a mix. Yeah. Tried a good different array of them. She asked if we wanted a goat cheese as well. We're like, oh, no, that's probably enough. And when, when she was slicing them, she said, how much do you want? And we said, oh, just a little slice. And so I think we thought we were kind of maybe going to be paying by the weight or, or she, she'd kind of work out how much it roughly cost, right? Mm, yeah. But actually, it, it transpired that you basically, if you have any cheese, it's per head so it was not that expensive it was like eight quid per head but we could have gone for more cheese if we'd wanted Mm. and wouldn't have had to pay any more yeah we could have gone big they also have wine pairings for all of the cheese we didn't go into it because we were getting we'd have been battered we were getting lit by this point so we're like let's just hold off yeah and also the crackers i said that was one disappointment from the meal yeah the crackers there's either kind of an oat cake a bit sweet or it was this cracker that had dried fruit in it. So both sweet options. Yeah, exactly. And I just think we could have done with a slightly more savoury cracker. Yeah. The cheeses were delicious. Yeah. We, could, we also got an onion chutney. And I think it all worked really, mm. really well. You actually got a tea, didn't you? I did, yeah. Oh, I need to find the name of it. It was this like toasted grain or toasted kind of rice puff thing. It was very nice, a little mild toasted tea. Yeah, yeah. It was really, it was really yummy, actually. Mm. Uh, and then, yeah, let's just quickly talk about the petit feu. Mm-hmm. So you get four petit feu, don't you? Yep. There was the fig, fig leaf ice cream in a tiny, tiny cone. And as I've said before, I love fig leaf. So I really enjoyed that one. Mm, yep. It was really delicious. The next one they called pine cone. Yeah. What was that one? So wait, there was the mint stone, which is that mint cake thing yeah it's based on the kendall mint cake and it was a really cold mm-hmm. stone that was minty flavored i don't actually like kendall mint cake this was minty but it was quite nice it, it had, yeah, it was, i think it had more sweetness to it yeah, yeah it was nice enough and then the tart was this sort of uh quince paste tart it was okay it was quite sweet the case of it was really tasty the actual shell yeah. but yeah it was, it was quite it was quite intense sweet and then yeah the pine cone which was the last one was this little chocolate that they'd made it was like a chocolate you get in a chocolate box and it had some pine flavorings uh, in the middle. It was it was yummy. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think those uh, petit furs were were nice. The fig one was definitely my favorite. I think the Kendall mint cake was better than I expected, uh, but they they were they were pretty decent. All mm. But yeah, we had a decent amount of sweet stuff in the end as well, yeah. like with a couple of dessert courses and then the petit fours. So me with my sweet tooth, I wasn't without pudding. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, that's the end of the recording. This is now back in real time. Listening back to that, Louise, it really does remind you how 
fantastic that meal was, right? We just sounded so excited. Yeah, we just loved it so much. It was absolutely brilliant. So yeah, as we say, huge recommendation from us. Join us again next week when we'll be discussing Plaza Cow Geng, a Thai restaurant on Tottenham Court Road. 